0: I jump right into it then. What is it, you ask? Why it's the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number 198. I am your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Returning to you for the 198th time. I don't think that's right, but that's okay. I have Mr. Trevor bulls
1: Hey, how's it going, everybody?
0: Uh, I have back from his mission to Mars. The world's first black astronaut, Mr. Jamal Joseph Jr.
2: Guess who's back? Na 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 nah. I think that's how that song goes. Yeah, that, that,
0: <laughs> that is the one. You nailed it. Uh, I had a special treat for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, two episodes early from his scheduled debut return to the Enemy Slime podcast. We have the illustrious Jason Brown.
3: Yes. My subtle scent transforms your skin to feel like a smooth and hydrated playing field where confidence is the only score. Just just like that. What, what, really?
2: That is a wonderful reintroduction to the podcast. Yeah. You really
0: slipped right back into that. You're welcome. Like it was no problem. Now let's be retarded. Yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, this is a special week um, for us because we are beginning our always fashionably late Game of the Year coverage. So... Um, We'll probably spend most of today reflecting on the past year that was 2017. Um, I I don't know about we, we've said this over and over again, repeatedly, but a uh, pretty remarkable year uh, for video games. Um, at least in, in my opinion, I, certainly. I it, so actually let me let me start with this leading question.
2: Uh, let me let me just, let me just say that you know I'm proud of video games, but they could always shoot higher.
0: Sure. Yeah, and actually, that was what I was going to ask: Is do you guys think it was really that good of a year, or do you think it was just that 2016 was that bad of a year?
2: I'm gonna be oh. the sourpuss. It's probably the latter. It seems
1: seems likely to me, right? A lot, a lot of bad years. Yeah.
0: You think we just got mistreated so long that uh, now that we this get a, just feels great? Yeah. Now that we get a couple solid tens, it's like, yeah, you guys did it. You <laughs> you finally fixed it. Um, he put his shoes
4: up on the coffee table, but he didn't hit me, so he's he's better.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, well, you know, he's um, he's adequate,
2: and I th- I, I th- love him. Sometimes that's good enough. I actually thought, you know, as we get to the end of the year, I'm I'm like thinking in terms of how long will these video games stick in my mind. Um, and I actually think this year introduced quite a few classics, so I think it's it's, it's you couldn't ask for a better year.
0: I would uh I would semi defend that position in in the I, I think that there are definitely at least three games uh that come to my mind, maybe even four, that are like that are bona fide classics for sure, and will uh will probably stand the test of time. Um whereas entries from two thousand fifteen, for example, I mean God, what did we what did we have? We had such hits as The Witcher Three, that sounds like shit. Um, I don't know,
2: God, what a piece of crap!
0: Uh, Batman: Arkham Knight. Okay, actually, that is bad.
4: Uh, <laughs> Wait, how did do
2: Arkham Knight get up You intend Knight to read there?
4: this facetiously because it's not mo- or mostly not going to be facetious.
0: Yeah, actually, most of this was bad. Fallout: Fallout Four, Metal Gear Solid, Phantom Pain. Well, Phantom
4: Pain was good. Uh, I actually
2: went back to Phantom Pain this year, so I defend it. Battlefront. Uh, good enough
4: that we had to arbitrarily get, or take it away from Fallout.
0: Uh, they had. Hey, it wasn't arbitrary. Yes, it was. It was somewhat arbitrary. It was absolutely arbitrary. Well, it was not my fault that people were making the wrong choice. (laughs) And so it was up to us to solve it. Um, God, how embarrassing. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, we're forgetting about 2015. We're talking all about 2017 and the beautiful things that happened within it. Um, I I don't know who wants to lead us off with with their list. Do you, would you uh, like... Why
2: is everyone so shy all of a sudden? Would you like?
4: I'll do it.
0: Yeah, do it. that's what Trevor, I want. Trevor, you're a
4: big, loud mouth. You go first. Well,
0: actually, yeah, I'll do it.
1: I think. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think Trevor's. Uh, I'm just guessing that Trevor's probably got some that I don't have on my list. So
1: I'm. Ah, uh, probably. I mean, mine's I'm, definitely gonna well. get it. Mine's definitely gonna get a lacking. But that's <laughs> all right. I'm. All, I'm all right with it. I don't mind. You're
0: such a good sport.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Um, uh, now,
0: before you go, let me ask: Are these in any order, or is it just an unordered list for you? Do you want me to do an
1: order? They don't have to be. I'm just, I'm just wondering if you have thought of them in that way. Uh, I presented them in that way of the best to the to the worst of okay. my recommendations. Yeah. All right. Um, do you want Did, me to go in that best order? To worst. Yeah. yeah I, get it out of the way of the right off the bat. To worst of the best games of 2017.
0: Why don't you? Uh, but what about the
1: worst to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, want yeah. Me to go worst to best? Yeah, let's okay. let's
0: lead up. So give me give me your. Okay. Let's let's give, me your right.
1: give me your worst good game. All right, my worst good game is definitely gonna get the biggest hate. Let's see. But it. I'm gonna say Ruiner was one of my favorite games this year. It was just yeah. fantastic. It was just so much fun. Well worth the value that it was that that it cost. You know the the money that it cost, and it was super fun. And I'm sure part of it had to do with. You know, meeting the creative director at PAX, who was super hyped about the game, and he was so basically talking
2: about nepotism.
1: Well, no, not quite. I don't know that that's nepotism, but but it's that he uh, he just he got me hyped about it, and I just liked the creative direction, and I liked the the game itself. I just think it's really fun, and and the gameplay was great, and like I said, for the value, I just thought it was a for twenty bucks or whatever it was, it was fantastic. I actually think
0: uh, I think Michael would back me up on this concept a little bit, um, and I think back to like yes. I think <laughs> I think back to like uh, the Polish booth. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of times, the Polish uh, developers at PAX are not showing good games, but they're so fucking thrilled about it that you kind of can't mm-hmm. help but be a little thrilled too. And it's a
4: touch infectious.
0: Whether or not that lingers, uh, you know, once you're home and have the game in your hands, is, is a different story. But I I totally get what you mean when you talk about like uh, meeting the creator and having that. A lot of times there's just little things that can really like tweak your overall opinion of a product uh, when you when you have a better sense of like where they're coming from or what they love or what they think is really special
4: about it. So, yep,
1: definitely. It
4: makes sense. Um,
1: But like you said, I can't
4: really comment because I haven't actually gotten around to playing it aside from at PAX. But when I played at PAX, despite being a twin six shooter, was actually quite enjoyable. So I don't think it's a bad choice.
0: Well, I mean that in and of itself is already like for me twin stick shooters is a pretty big uphill battle. So the the right fact, exactly. The <laughs> fact that the fact that anybody would recommend one is is already like that's that's a mark of quality right there because that's a tough
4: order for me.
1: Yeah, I love
0: it's the
4: RPG cyberpunk vibe to it too. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Well, it really did. And I mean at the end of the day, ain't nobody in no hurry to dole out your cyberpunk games, so you take what you get sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, definitely all right what where do you land in uh number four
1: number four um I don't know that any of you guys really played this game all that much. I played it according to Steam for close to two hundred hours this year. I haven't played it in quite a few months, but it was just one of those games that I felt
4: oh, I think I know
1: was not it wasn't that it was. It wasn't that it was anything revolutionary but it was a game that just blew up out of nowhere at least to me I didn't see oh, it coming on. I
0: was I was wondering and... if this would <laughs> I was wondering if this would make it into the to the running
1: and and, oh, uh, and it was fun I mean I don't play it anymore like I said but Player Unknown Battlegrounds gave me a lot of entertainment this year Mother and
3: fuck,
1: fuck, fuck. I I it was it was good it, it, there was oh, a lot of entertainment this year, no, so no, I, yeah, no I had. Although we were talking hard about hard behold the kickman
2: rocket in the brackets too, Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, this is
0: player, player unknown is absolutely going to be our Fallout Four this year, <laughs> where we're going to we're gonna have to go in and, and manipulate something to try and stop that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I mean that's kind of a testament to what they. Okay, let's 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 figure this out. Actually, yeah, what figures out what did they do right? How did they do what they did? Like it's actually it's it's kind of amazing that something as fucking janky as as player unknown battlegrounds just destroyed everything like it did. Like it it came in and steamrolled so many releases, and it's it's not like, like you kind of said like it's 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 nothing super special, but it's undeniably fun. I think uh, you played it, Michael. Yeah. I I, I played yeah. It, it doesn't
4: too. it doesn't work very well or well nothing in in it is too stand out but altogether it works pretty well
0: it's a it's it's so hard to it's so it's such a uh, curious game because it's very much like a lightning in the bottle thing and i don't know if it's a right place right time i don't know if it's one of those things where like it worked because everyone you knew had it but like when i look at my steam list my my friends list i have Hang on, I'll tell you. I have thirty six friends on Steam. Not very popular. Uh, I can tell you right
1: now. I have less than that, man. Don't feel bad. You're doing good in life.
0: Over half of them have this game.
1: Yeah. Um. Um. I mean, for me, the why it was fun. Um. And you know, granted, I hadn't. I mean, I didn't really play. Uh. What's the other one that was before? Not Daisy. Is that no? What's it called? The. Uh, Quickening. What's the other? What's the, the other the, battle royale the, game? The calling, everything. Ah. The, Col- the Culling, the calling. Yeah, but there was another one that was a lot more popular, uh, made right. by like Daylight Studios or some Day Day something Studios. You know, it's basically the same thing. It was like the the guy player unknown left this game to go make it. Not DayZ. It's like another zombie mod. Anyways, I didn't I didn't play any of those. I played the calling a little bit, but it wasn't really for me. But for this game, the reason why I think it like it really captured a lot of people was there was a a lot of uh, I would get these times when I was in the game. A lot of the times I would hate the game, but then there were these other times where I'd get these insane adrenaline rushes from the battles. That it's almost like an addiction where you'd want to try to get that next adrenaline rush in the game to to play it. Also, there was yeah. a huge following on on Steam or not Steam Twitch of people playing it mm-hmm. that really drove a lot of the traffic. I mean, you had people like yeah, Doctor that Disrespect. There's, there like, you know, uh, a lot of the top streamers, Shroud still plays it and gets 40,000 or, yeah, 40,000 people watching him at a time. Yeah. I mean, it's so, just, there's a lot can, of stuff can, driving can we, it.
2: Can we talk about that like really quickly? Because I, this phenomenon of, of games we were talking of, about uh, it, but uh, <laughs> not, not, not playing <laughs> on Battlegrounds. I'm talking about specifically the phenomenon of games that are kind of made for Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And there's like an interplay touch. I mean, it's like, a, like, like, um, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's released at a new game this year, right? And uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is a good example because it made this YouTuber named Markiplier, who no one knew about basically until Five Nights came out. And at the same time, Markiplier made Five Nights, and it was just this whole interplay of them kind of exchanging each other. So, so it, it, I mean, it's a phenomenon I actually wanted to to talk about for a while. Maybe this is like another podcast, and I know um, Lucio might be interested in the topic as well, but um how how much do you think that has to do with like playing unknown battlegrounds popularity that everyone
4: just saw their favorite streamers playing it and then they went and played it all of it i i mean i think a lot of it i (laughs) I mean that would have made it less attractive to me so
1: it's where i mean it's where i even learned that it was an actual game i although i mean i do watch twitch every day so i you know it was bound to happen but you know, I didn't know when it came out on Steam that it was even out on Steam. I just watched somebody else play it and then it was just sparking into this giant game, but
4: No, I think I think Trevor, you you capture what it is for me at least is that despite all the problems and the fact that most of the time I'm just running across the field so that I yep. can be killed by someone I didn't see and then get to do that over and over for 50 minutes. Yep. <laughs> there are times when that game captures kind of the essence of what I like about Rust, that tension and the adrenaline of, like, I want to do something, but I'm too scared to go out and do it. Yeah. Which which is really hard to get from Rust without investing, like, hundreds of hours. Whereas with Player Unknown, I can sit down and get a little taste of it in five minutes. Yeah. That's Sometimes. what she said.
0: That, that's actually, uh, I don't, I I don't agree. think that's untrue. Jason, you obviously took some great offense to this, uh... <laughs> And I, I, is it because somebody put in so little effort and achieved such great success?
3: Well, as you know, that does always piss in my Wheaties. It's, like a,
0: it's like a Trump
3: presidency. You eat Wheaties? <laughs> it's like a Trump presidency, completely unearned, and yet somehow life finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's something inherently wrong to me about shit like PUBG. It... <laughs> It's it's be, and and actually it's it's brilliant because they knew this shit was going to happen because they planned it out to work this way, as you're all say as we were talking about now the thing with the streamers and everything, that's they they of course they planned like that's how they knew that the game was going to get seeded out to the public right. right. One, I, I, okay, I have a Discord. So, so okay,
2: I I, th- I think Jason is a- actually he's he's going to articulate a little more what. I was talking about what my actual kind of complaint
3: is in this area. So here's the thing. I I have a Discord. uh, Well, I don't have one, but I'm part of a Discord server thing with like maybe like 50 people on it. And here's the thing. Organically, I never would have even known this game existed. And, you know, I, I I check the Steam store page from time to time and all that. So whatever, I look at new games as they come out. Didn't really notice PUBG at all. And then all of a sudden, in the Discord group I'm a part of, I see like 10 people all just like constantly every fucking day saying, Anybody want to do PUBG? Anybody want to do PUBG? Anybody want to do PUBG? I'm like, What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what are right. all you people talking about? And then that's, and then you like, you hear them talking about how they learned about it from watching people streaming it. And and I just want to go, you dirty bastards! That's brilliant marketing, but I hate you for it.
2: Yeah. See, I I, I think I think that's my problem because I, I I want to take take to, to my actual problem. I don't know if this is the case with PUBG, but but from what oh,
3: I know, and about and, and it, by the way, I just just to finish very quickly, I I think part of what suckers, some people suckers. That's assuming you you start playing it and then you don't enjoy it. Regrettably, people are seemingly enjoying it, but. The <laughs> thing is, if <laughs> I think part of what gets some people to start playing is because none of their friends will fucking play anything else for like a month. It's obscene. I've tried to play anything with someone... <laughs> And everybody's just like, no, we just want to play PUBG. We just want to play PUBG every fucking day for like a I, month.
0: You're, you're not wrong. I mean, it, when this, To the point where this... I was like,
3: maybe I should get PUBG so I can play a game I know I wouldn't like <laughs> just so I can play with my friends again.
0: When this was at like peak zeitgeist, it was definitely like that where like there were just some people who like if I wanted to see them, I knew that that was the way to do it.
3: It's like Furby or Tickle Me Elmo. Is like you just suddenly you want one because everybody else has it and yeah. you want it too.
2: Well, and you know, um, I've, yeah, and... I saw. So I, I, I want to, yeah, I I, I want to figure out the name of a, a video game. There's a video game that was like just kind of so shameless in terms of the Twitch marketing. It was like you need a Twitch account to All unlock of points and this and that.
0: Um, well, and was I it was it, was it like a tiny build one? Like like uh, Hello <laughs> Neighbor. I think that was kind of
2: yeah,
0: um, that's basically so that's that's straight was... of what Hello Neighbor was designed for. It's just designed for yeah. you to get scared
2: and that, and now that Nova Neighbor is out, it's like a it's like a a, a tragedy. It's like uh, it's not good. So, but my problem with those games is that they are designed almost exclusively for Twitch. Like I I don't know if it's changed since um, since I touched it, but it, you know PUBG just like it's just like so freaking empty. It feels like minimal effort to me, but it feels like the type of game that was designed expertly for Twitch because it would be like some Twitch guy gets on there he's going to be screaming his head off. Go, oh man, this is so nuts. What? Did he punch me? Did I die from a punch? What happened? Oh my god. Um and these these games are designed basically for them. They're not designed for a player base with the reasoning that if we get enough Twitch streamers into this game, then that will naturally create the market for us. And maybe that's a cynical way to think. Uh but that's how I honestly believe the approach to these games uh kind of manages out and then I I think that's why Sometimes you get a game like PUBG or Hello Neighbor.
3: Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to uh, like. I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying, "Oh, nobody who's playing this game actually enjoys it." <laughs> but what I'm, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, uh, it it does. I was actually so concerned that I had been that I just magically in like a weekend just fallen out of touch with what people like because I was like, I so don't get this that maybe I don't know what people like at all anymore. <laughs> i felt like i was just like a 70 year old man like and everybody around me was listening to rock music and i'm like what this the is, fuck is this shit guys, this is one of it, those things it, where like you always okay. thought that you'd be like in touch and with
0: it and then you weren't anymore suddenly like it's
2: it's, a, it's an okay game i have a game that's like club g that no one else is going to like is on my list and i'll announce it pure multiplayer experience whatever so oh well it's, i already it's, know what it's that fine. is all of it is fine whatever
0: <laughs> all right um but no, it's, it is. It, it, it's it's interesting because I, I I seriously thought about this actually uh, last night when I was putting my list together and like finishing it. I was like, man, I wonder if PUBG is going to get on there. And I knew who would do it if it did. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I it's hard for me to disagree too much because like like I said, like on some level they made it work. They took they took the most like. low-hanging simplest most obvious genre and they actually like made it work and if you played the calling you definitely get a sense of like something's missing like there's something that's just not right and and something that that doesn't deliver and you don't get that feeling in PUBG. you get a lot of other feelings like the feeling mm -hmm. of being stuck in the wall of a building and uh (laughs) well but
3: mike michael brought this up though he used the word jank, and this is an important word in my vocabulary, in my gaming vocabulary. I don't think I've ever I, used that word. I, well, you could use it more. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Because okay. there's this thing there. Okay, I, there's a genre that I, I'm i coining this genre for just for my own use, and I actually use it this way all the time. I call it the jank genre. This is the genre of games where something's wrong. <laughs> something's just intrinsically wrong with the production value of the game but you know what? And I say this to to much laughter to my brothers all the time. I, when I'm explaining a new game that I like, but that is also janky, I go, "It's janky, but the jank is just right." And what I mean by that is, if you play something like uh, like Mountain I define Cybermancy or Mountain Blade, there's just this low quality jank to it, but it's not a turn off. <laughs> yeah, it's I, it, it is just... a turn
2: off. It took me a lot to get around Mountain Blade, and you helped.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, funny enough, like I would. <laughs> I would cite uh, Rust as easily being one of those games and has a lot of the same problems that PUBG has. And I would still easily say it's the most fun I've ever had in a video game. And I've got almost 500 hours logged on it on Steam. And I know that if I launched it and got at least one more person in there with me, I could easily add another 200 hours
4: to that. Yeah, Jared, I'm down for that. Whenever you're ready. By the I way, I
0: know. And I just, the thing is, is like I just ready were,
4: to give up on life and was, cloister ourselves. I was
0: really getting to a point there where like personal hygiene was becoming a problem, and like I wasn't see I wasn't performing well at my job. can, can, you actually,
2: like, can, can I just say something, yeah, real quick. And then, um, and then we're letting to do
0: with the Russ. Then we're letting Trevor read his uh, his third. But,
2: but but before this podcast started, I told myself, you know what, this is such a good year in video games, and we've been so much in agreement all year. This podcast is going to go nice and smooth, and we're going to say everything is great. And then Trevor happened. He found one. <laughs> he found one to not. Uh,
1: but but you know what? Oh, two so far in my list are not in Jay's favor. Only
2: sure. I. No, I mean I, I. I mean I'm fine with ruin being up there. Um, everyone her. I ruin nerds, I. I aired my grievances on the other podcast with Ruiner. I don't need to repeat them. Um, I, I can see why it would be your game of the year.
0: I understand all the criticism levied against PUBG, and I have a lot of that criticism myself. Simultaneously, I, I do get why you'd submit it. and
4: uh, It's got a lot of stuff wrong with it, but it does work on some level really well.
0: Yeah, it's
4: unfortunate.
3: <laughs> well well then just before before he moves on my my input about the actual game and not about the skanky marketing uh-huh. is the fact that uh yeah I, basically I I never played it but I watched somebody play it for like 2 hours and during those 2 hours I think I got enough of like a taste of you know what the game is about and I just sort of like what I mean Michael just said like you the times when you're running around for like an hour through an empty field and nothing happens <laughs> Like I saw a whole lot of that and I'm like, holy shit, how could you ever enjoy this? And I well, like you all know my my, my new um, favorite podcaster and hopefully I hope if she's listening
2: out there, my future girlfriend, um, you know, just keep yourself open to that idea. Kazuna Aichan. So she plays PUBG all the time. Um and and like every single time she loads it up, it's just her jumping from like an airplane and then within like two minutes of landing, she's getting punched to death. And that's it. And then she screens at her console for like 20 minutes.
3: It's kind of the same problems I have with Counter-Strike, except at least Counter-Strike does its cycle much faster. <laughs> if you just run yeah. screaming at somebody, get shot in the head, and then you start over. Well, but at least in Counter-Strike it happens in time. one I've minute.
2: I've had good times in Counter-Strike. Most of them have been with, uh, with Jarrett. So I, I, I don't know. I can I, I can
0: count on... I, I If I added up every kill I got in PUBG in the I didn't play that much of it. What did I play? 9.6 hours. If I counted up every kill that I got in that game during those 9.6 hours, I'm pretty sure I'd still have fingers left. Uh like I did not it's like it's probably like a kill an hour record. Like I was basically like, for all intents and purposes, a loot delivery system. I picked up all the loot and I carried it to my eventual murderers and sounds uh, like you
3: were starving because you ate no chicken dinners
0: it's just yeah that's I, I think we won once but i definitely did not contribute very
3: much i shouldn't even know what a fucking chicken dinner is yeah this is ridiculous all
0: right trevor give me numbers you know, give
3: me numbers I, I, I mean, right. real, real quick right. one more thing
1: i, <laughs>
2: oh, I
4: didn't know it was on. gonna be so
1: polarizing
2: you know huh? you know they're like there like 20 other games to get through tonight yeah. That's okay. Good. Just
4: you. You guys can talk, and I'll be quiet then. <laughs> tell, tell me. Tell me your ahead, one Michael. thing. Tell Go me your ahead. thing. <laughs> no, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> All
1: right. My my number three is uh, Horizon. Well, okay, Zero I'll Dog. tell you. I uh, it, it was an early one. You know, it was a game that came out a long time ago, but. I really like that game. And I actually just watched um, somebody play through it. My nephew came and he actually got the expansion pack and I pretty much watched him play through the whole thing. There's just so much to do in that game and the story and the, and what they have available for like, um, uh, you know, like the loot and the, what you, the extra stuff that you can get. There's just so much good stuff in that game. It's just really well done in the the blend between like the prehistoric and the what, like the, the not try it's the tribal prehistoric and the futuristic mm-hmm. bot you yeah know, yeah dinosaurs is just really interesting to me so it's cool thematically it's I, enjoyed I, it.
2: I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not lucio would back you i no longer would he did lucio has it on his list uh um, oh, he does have it on his like and final actually, list
0: okay you know if if nothing else here's one thing i'll say about it it's fucking amazing that thing runs on a playstation 4 uh that game looks so goddamn good and it does it, does. it has no right it's it's not right it, it there's some there's some fucking witchcraft at play there uh for sure but uh but
1: like i said the frozen time, wilds I, the frozen wilds looks really cool that's the expansion yeah i've it looks really it. good
0: i've got it on my uh wish list i'll i'll get around to it eventually i think
2: I, I i just have to say that over time i mentioned this on the last podcast but over time i think my opinion of that game has deteriorated which is the act- exact opposite of another game of my list, where over time, the more I thought back on it, the more I was like, Oh yeah, that was pretty great. But more fun. So is gone. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah, her reson Zero Dawn, my attitude just went down.
1: And so I'll do two and one together because I'm pretty sure they're are definitely on somebody else's list, if not close to everybody's list well maybe not everybody's list but
0: i have a feeling that they're probably the same as mine but go ahead yeah
1: i agree it's uh super mario and legend of zelda those games were just it it is worth buying a switch just to have those games they're amazing they were just it's part of the reason why i think this year was so good is just because of those two games they were so fun i enjoyed them so much i don't even play a lot of the zeldas honestly i've or i played them but i never stuck with them this one I did yeah. all the way to the end. It was just so fun. So
4: it's uh,
2: it interesting to me that right? uh, that both Zelda and Horizons Dawn made the list at the same time. Yeah,
0: that's. Um, I mean, it, it, I can see like uh, running out of steam in one, and then and then having the other to to pick you up. I guess. Um, but I want I want to circle back to these, and they're both on my list. So I think maybe that would be a good time to do so. Um I,
2: I both I enjoyed I really enjoy both of them. I have both of them now. Um they didn't usurp anything on my list, but part of that was strategic because I figured they would make enough lists I yeah, did not be mentioned You already knew that they were gonna time. get
0: mentioned. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's fair. And I, so, I, I pulled that move with some of my stuff too. Um but uh why don't we do Michaels and perfect. uh and then go from so there. We do
2: Michaels and then we can do Pychles.
4: <laughs> Fuck you, Pykel. Okay.
0: All right. What you got, Michael?
4: Um, I'll probably go in the same worst to best okay. uh, rating. At the very bottom, and this is a real softball, I put Neo on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly because oh, me- it's me- kind of like Dark Souls. Excellent. I'm not very far in it, but I actually don't think it's very good yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how did it make your list if you don't think it's very good? He because fu- it was the fifth game I played this
0: year. He wanted to have a five. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an unfair uh, addition to the, uh, to the party. Um,
2: it's it's enthusiastically on my list, even, and that's, and that's I have good to hear. A, a ton of reasons why. Give me give me some of your reasons. And then, I feel and like then when we get to when, your list, we'll skim it. I, I feel like I feel like when you start it, it feels very sad Like, but the deeper you get into the game the further from kind of Dark Souls it goes and starts to kind of feel more like the Team Ninja sort of game that you would expect with the high speed and all that kind of stuff. So so that's one reason. I I won't go in depth right now, but...
0: Okay, that's interesting though. Uh, Because I didn't get far enough to have that experience, I don't think. But that makes me a little more interested. I I think I said this before when I was playing it, but my big hang up with it was that it doesn't have the co-op elements that function the way Dark Souls does. And uh, Souls does, like, it's it's my crutch. It's how I play those games. Like, they're oddly social titles for me. And uh, Neo mm-hmm. just, just doesn't facilitate that. And so, on a level of, like, where it's emulating Dark Souls, I think it probably works somewhere. Um, but for what I like about Dark Souls, it never captures. And so, I didn't really see fit to carry on with it. Um, but, right. I, but I think it's well made. I, it, it doesn't seem like uh like like you know it's it's lazy or anything like that, like I think it's a i think it's a well designed and well put together game. It just doesn't deliver what I was hoping it did,
4: but um sure is ugly
0: what's next for you Michael
4: uh next is a game that I'm actually enjoying or have been enjoying quite a bit more, which is cuphead
1: oh yeah, that's yeah. a good
4: one it's and again it I don't really know if it does anything too incredible or outstanding, but it's just. A pretty solid I mean it looks really good, but God
0: it looks so good. And yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say, like, I've actually uh I, I've got the uh overworld music queued up on my YouTube and I'll pull it up every now and then and it puts me in a great mood.
4: Yeah, it's it's got a lot of charm and it's obviously got a lot of character to it. Um The boss battles are a lot of fun. Like they they were really good cooperative uh experiences to play through together, which is something I think I've mentioned before. I don't play Games cooperatively, cooperatively very often. So when something's good enough to make me do it and actually enjoy doing it, then that's generally pretty unique.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I would second that. I I had a really good time with Cuphead, and actually, it was one that I considered making my fifth, and uh, then I backed out at the last second and
3: changed it for something else. But um, uh, we, I, we, I didn't play Cuphead, but I did watch. I actually enjoyed watching people playing it because obviously, <laughs> yeah, obviously, you definitely. get to watch people. Oh, it's beautifully, beautifully made. And Dying like, over and over yeah
0: well oh, and yeah you, yeah and, and i will say this too watching someone who's good at it is really pretty interesting um because most of the bosses in that game can be cleared in like a minute two minutes tops um and it, it just uh it, it blows me away sometimes uh how talented some of those people are at the at that game and how quickly and and i mean it's one of those things where it's kind of cool because when you do finally have a successful run you look very talented too I was uh, going to say,
4: if you record us, I'm sure our most of our runs take 90 seconds, but it's just the hundreds of tries prior to that that yeah, yeah, makes you feel like a piece of shit.
0: If you get a little compilation going, though, of all the times you killed the boss, you actually you probably look like a real fucking pro, uh, even though five seconds earlier, you were dying to, like, before they'd even changed past their first form in,
3: well, in that's a lot part of cases. That's part of what makes the game pretty good, or it's just that it forces you to become a pro but only in small bites. So you have to become a pro at doing one very particular thing. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're just looking like a pro. You, you did become a pro at that level at that little one minute boss fight.
0: Yeah.
4: And, then and it's very much about learning right, patterns like gotta,
2: get good or get out. You're,
0: you're, you're, well, it's funny too. Cause like you said, you become a pro and then like, you're almost immediately a loser again, just mere
4: seconds later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's next on your list? Uh, I'm gonna change it slightly just to for logical grouping. Number three is Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. It's more Uncharted. It's it doesn't uh, have anything Drake. So, I
0: nope. mean that last train sequence, I would really defend as maybe the best. Like it, it, it's a it's a culmination of everything Naughty Dog learned making Uncharted all those years, and like it's as good as I think they're capable of doing. And um, I have a huge, huge boner for the chase sequences in Uncharted, and so to to watch that reach like its culmination and its perfection, uh, I I think it's it's pretty special.
4: And I haven't um, made it to the end yet, so I'm
0: excited. Oh, you, for haven't, that. Even, you haven't even experienced the best fucking part. Uh, it, it's, it's fantastic. It's so well done, and uh, it's just it's it's a technical marvel. And uh, I, I really can't say enough nice stuff about what is literally like a 15-minute segment of the game. Like, it, it
4: it really is fantastic. I mean, I've got to say, earlier this year, I went back and played the most recent Tomb Raider and found that I really didn't like it very much. To uh, So to go back to uh, Uncharted... Well, it's just that Uncharted is so much better. Uh, so to go back to that and... Granted, it definitely loses something in the character. You don't have as I don't really enjoy Nadine and uh Chloe as much as Nathan Drake. Sure. But it was very relaxing to just start climbing up a wall and jumping across a chasm and it's there's something very cathartic about that part I, of the game.
0: I, I played uh I played Baba Yaga this year, which is the Tomb Raider DLC, and I kind hmm. of had a similar epiphany where I I feel like Uncharted's just a little smoother. Uh I, I I plays. don't feel like
2: Baba Yaga is a, a, a fair comparison because Baba Yaga was uh, well, a great story. Baba but, Yaga like, the gameplay was kind of thin.
0: Well and I'm talking I'm talking more from just like an engine perspective. Um right. I feel like uh I feel like I prefer the smoothness uh that you kind of get with Uncharted, even though you're sacrificing other things like uh Tomb Raider definitely Uncharted is one of those things where like there's one way to climb up this and like have fun doing mm-hmm. that one way. Uh, you feel sorry, sorry, you feel yeah. a lot more free in Tomb Raider, but the sacrifice then is that it doesn't feel um, you know quite as smooth or quite as cinematic. And so
2: I, mean, I, I think this, I think this goes back to the jank thing that um, that uh, Jason had mentioned. Because while I would definitely agree that like Tomb Raider has a little bit of a looser feel than Uncharted, I I much prefer having the freedom that tomb raider allows me that kind of uncharted and like one yeah like 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 one moment i'll tell you like that just really bugged the shit out of me and uncharted that just i still remember today um is i remember i was climbing down um a mountainside in scotland and i had like let go i had jumped down and i had gotten like the game over screen and then when it reloaded, I made the same exact jump. But the only difference is this time I had waited for my partner to finish talking and for bad guys to show up and all that kind of stuff. So it's very, very, very restrictive and guided for my taste.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I totally see that. Um, it's just for, for my preference and, and what I like in in like a game that it, it gets it gets more of what I want. Like, I don't mind being forced to walk down a certain hallway if it means right. something will explode out of the hallway and I'll have a dramatic, <laughs> exciting uh, moment. Uh, I remember something similar, and I don't want to get lost in the woods here, but I, I remember something similar with Turok 2. I've probably talked about that before, um, where there's parts in Turok 2 where it would like force you down a certain hallway. And it was almost always so they could make you watch something blow up. And I'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm just delighted enough by stuff like that that it, it works. Uh, and and Turok has a better balance where like the levels are really wide open. But every now and then you get funneled into like this area where you can tell that they're really like controlling your vision and controlling what you see. And uh, it it works for me on on some level. Right. Uh,
4: and I think that's just what more of what I want out of that genre of game. Tomb Raider puts me in, in a wide open area and says, oh, you can go over here and collect some cans or Let, you uh, can hunt. There's a quest over here. Yeah, there. I can go hunting. And I don't like that. I don't I don't get a lot of joy out of doing those actions, sandbox type game actions in a game like that. Whereas Uncharted, I'm going down a box canyon. It's already told me what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it. But it's fine. It's cinematic and it's enjoyable and it's fun while I'm doing it.
0: A, I, I think part a, of your oh problem my god, problem. a helicopter. Jump on the helicopter. Holy shit, the helicopter crashed. Oh
2: no. I, like I, I I think part of your problem with like the, the open world aspect, though. you say collecting cans. That's kind of that's more open world bloat. And that's that's stuff that I ignore too. There are there are a lot of open world games. I think their open world games are getting better at um like controlling the bloat a little bit, but I didn't get that feeling too much from Tomb Raider. I don't think it's I don't um, think it's terrible. But
0: I get I get what you mean though. It's just a it's a different style and for for the uh for the Indiana Jones inspired adventure style um I I I'm I'm with Michael in that I just I tilt to the other having said that I I love both games and I'd like them to make another tomb raider please thank you
1: uh, they're not making one?
0: I have not like. I don't think it. It's, it's squares, so we we'll know. We'll
1: see. Oh, gotcha. We'll see I thought it was <laughs> supposed to be like a trilogy from the beginning.
0: Well, probably that doesn't mean. Uh, no, that never, Lots uh, of things are supposed to be trilogies from the beginning, but that
1: <laughs> I, I, I yeah, mean, but they really were like, successful, right? I mean, the games were successful. Like, oh my god, you don't oh, know please, financially. Please, please
0: don't open this can. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, sorry. Yes, <laughs> sorry, yes, uh, they are. My bad.
0: They're, they're successful, and no one who
4: uh has a responsibility towards them cares. Michael, what's your next <laughs> two games? <laughs> I'm in a group of the last two together. I have uh, Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza 0.
0: Ah, my copy, of y- y- those. my copy of Yakuza 0 shows up tomorrow.
1: What system are they on?
0: Uh, PlayStation. Yeah, PS4. Yeah. And I think exclusively, aren't they?
4: Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that PS4 has maintained as an exclusive for, okay. since the beginning. Because
0: I made the mistake of trying to get one at a GameStop, and the guy asked me what system, and I was like, isn't it only on the one? <laughs> Cause I'll, Dude, they don't know. I'll take it on the Xbox.
1: Hey, yeah. And just like kind of like a, a like I literally know pr- pretty much nothing. I think I read one of your reviews on it, Michael. What e- what exactly like just ba- just very brief description, so we don't go too into it. Like what kind of game is that? It's
4: kind of like an action RPG, I okay. guess.
2: That's an well, interesting. I mean, it's, question. it's more
4: of a it's, it's more of a curious. brawler in its RPG. Well.
2: <laughs> yeah. so you can't describe it. They're indescribable. It's, it's
4: not easy. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Because you're running around doing RPG-like practice. tasks for a lot of it, but then you get into a fight and it's more of a just straight-on brawler. Almost
3: yeah. sounds like Gauntlet or something.
2: You you punch people.
3: Definitely and money comes out like that's pretty much. Uh,
2: it, it's it's interesting because it's a very very interesting. Uh, I it, it's like.
4: I can't think even of it's a.
2: Kind of, it's, it's 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 like the kind of uh, a criminal syndicate open world, but it's not. There's nothing like really open world about it um but but a lot of like crazy stuff happens in in the game and and, and i would agree that it's more brawler than anything else um it, it's like it's like a very insane franchise I, I played one i enjoyed it and i watched of course like watch like videos especially of Dunky and all that playing the others it's it's just very weird I, I could see why that would be on someone's game of the year list
4: they're a totally outlandish franchise and i think i've said it before this this is like the seventh time I've seen this character get into some contrived situation that ends with him having a shirtless battle on a rooftop <laughs> with another <laughs> another Yakuza. But it just it they're really good with the genre. And sounds uh, cool.
1: I'll have to try them out.
4: They're they're a lot of fun. I, I would say I'm gonna be totally it's totally a bias for me. I love yeah, them, yeah. but I don't know if other people would enjoy them that much. But especially, like, Kiwami is a remake of the original, and it's good, but Yakuza 0 really is like a fine distillation of everything that's good about those games, and it's got some of the best action, and it has, um, every, every game has villains, but this one has some of the best villains. And they also got some A-list Japanese celebrities to play them, which definitely helps, but it's I, just really cool.
0: I assume when I play this I should do it subtitled?
3: <clears throat>
4: yeah. there's no there's no english Oh, so it won't matter anyway (laughs) right
0: oh okay that works uh yeah i i'm not a surprising pick what a what a kind year to you to get two yakuza games
4: that's true i and the last one or yakuza 4 was not good so
0: yeah so to get so to get two good ones is uh that's that's quite a blessing
4: it's a pleasant surprise all
0: right, good to hear. Well, I'll I'll weigh in later with uh, my thoughts on it because I've never played one before. Uh, Zero. Yeah, be I, I want to
4: talk to you about what you think because I. Uh,
0: well, I love how I love how both you and Jay were pretty much at a loss for words to describe it.
2: Uh,
4: I can't even think of another game that plays like it. Cool. I.
2: I it. I, well, nothing that plays like it I, I i think the other franchise that most reminds me of yakuza is saints row that's kind of the closest i can get and oh, the okay. later games the later the later the later very over the top games not the earlier kind of whatever the fuck they were trying to do games right right but like,
4: gameplay wise like saints row was more like a gta type thing right yeah 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 yeah.
2: yeah. so I, i'm not saying gameplay wise i'm saying that's kind of like half the general tone um but yeah i think brawler is correct i i think um beat em up in general, with yeah, the
4: it looks wacky as hell. It is very wacky. It gets pretty wacky. Yeah, it's part of the fun. But it also gets pretty serious, and like they they nail that drama pretty good.
0: I'm hmm. I'm definitely uh, interested in in this one, and I think I'll I'll actually spend some decent time on it.
4: I'm in a I'm in a mood this
0: week, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, oh, mood. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a mood. I'm having my period.
2: Uh, oh, I, I thought I thought like oh. a different mood. I was going to play some jazz music. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> no, I need a I need a uh I need the soundtrack to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and some tissues <laughs> to sop up my tears. Uh Jay, do you want to go through yeah. your list first or my mi- or mine?
2: Uh you're the you're the grand leader. You're the
0: um ah, I am the grand wizard. You're the grand marshal. So I'll go oh, do uh, first.
3: Don't don't let <laughs> me forget. Turn. I actually do have some 2017 stuff I can talk about
0: do you oh all yeah. right well let's let's, oh, let's run through th- jason then let's run through jason and then jay and then jared and that's alphabetical oh, okay. ish. <laughs> Yep. almost well
3: i i don't have like game of the year picks because fuck it i didn't really play enough games sure but um, you played games but i was looking through my steam list and i thought about some stuff i played this year so just stuff that i enjoyed that i guess i could bring up um uh, Warframe, which came out obviously a long time ago, but um, they had a an expansion pack called Planes of the Eidolon, and uh, that was pretty awesome, because it added an, uh, an open-world aspect to Warframe, which... That's interesting. A yeah, lot my, of people uh, were saying that that expansion alone sort of killed Destiny 2.
0: I was going to say, my understanding <laughs> is that it's basically, it's like playing Destiny
3: 2, except but it's better. good. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun. And
2: I so, I feel like killing Destiny two wasn't hard. That's oh, like a Bungie. Bungie mistake.
0: pretty much did it themselves. But uh, it's
3: it's more the fact that Warframe did it with a simple expansion than true. than anything. But yeah. So I mean, I've and I've yeah. been enjoying Warframe for uh, quite some time. Maybe like a year or two now. Yeah. Holy so, shit! Uh, you have seven hundred and thirty three hours worth. Ho- holy shit! Yes. So so there's that. Um, let's see what else. Uh, also, technically, I guess Arc uh, released in twenty seventeen. It came it. out of early access. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh, it's just worth mentioning that Arc is like a really fun game if you can either set up a server or okay. get a, get the people together to sort of have a fun little. Oh, I thought game society. you were going to say you run it. Yeah, if and, you if,
1: def- and if you can, you run definitely it. need some people for that one, huh? Like it's you can't solo that game.
0: You can solo it. You can solo, to solo a point. it. You're it's gonna. Have to, you're gonna have to make a friend at some point.
3: Yeah, you should make a friend. I mean, you can run a, a solo game and just... But there's some stuff that's, like, almost impossible to tame by yourself. Uh, so at some point, yeah, you, you should have at least one friend join you. But uh, it's it's a pretty awesome game, even though it's been through some shit during its development. Yeah. Namely, like, just uh, as someone just said, the uh, the Steam forums for it are always fucking flooded with, I can't run this!
2: Help me! I mean, like um, someone should just said, you don't remember your old friend's name? <laughs> Every every time art comes up on this podcast, I complain about how difficult it is to run. It's yeah. a
0: it's a hefty uh, hefty ass game for sure, and even when you get it running, it doesn't run well.
3: No. It's
0: a it's the PUBG of survival
3: games. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it has like gameplay built into it. Someone made but... it. That that's true. <laughs> Someone made it. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't say that not... about everything. Not not <laughs> released not released in twenty seventeen so so this shouldn't even count but fuck it I'm gonna do whatever I want I'm gonna say oh, that shit. I'm gonna voice. say that for for no particular reason GTA five made a huge comeback in my in my clocked in hours this uh, last year that's that's actually
2: really interesting because it actually did the same thing for me this year I, I for some random reason I just threw it back in. And just started playing the shit out of it, both the online mode and the offline mode, like the main campaign. again.
3: I, yeah, I've just been straight balls to the wall online mode. Been, I've I've even just been playing it solo, like not even really with people, and I've still been enjoying it. Uh, I wish so, I had. So,
2: actually, you know what? I think it's your fault because I, I, I was hesitant about reinstalling it. And I was like, man, that Bikers update looks really good. And all my yeah. friends are like, Dude, you know I a, no, don't touch it. You're going to regret it. I have
3: a fucking biker club and it's just me. Well, it's let, so let me, sad.
2: Yeah, I, I did too. My my biker club is just me. But I will say that you're correct. The biker missions were a lot of fun. <laughs> the only problem with the biker missions is that there's like all the five of them, and then you cycle them, and at one point you're like, "Oh, it's going to keep going," and
3: then you get but, sad. But yeah, that that actually is a good point too. Is that uh, it is sort of appropriate to talk about in 2017 because they do keep coming out with these like free expansions to the online. So there's new stuff coming out all the time. But uh, and then the other stuff, which are I new guess heist. were Oh yeah, that's true, uh, and uh, but and then the other two games or maybe three that we're probably gonna end up talking about anyways is I did play through and beat uh, Zelda. Mm-hmm. I think I played it for about a hundred and something hours. Um, I played a little bit of Mario Odyssey, so we're gonna talk about those two, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, My name and... is Princess Zelda. I'm Timothy. Yeah, It's how she talks. That's right, with her asshole. Oh, and she, also, she would have been if the... PUBG hadn't shown up. <laughs> that's true uh, actually
2: oh my god you just put like a horrible thought in my head i'm gonna be so stressed for the
0: next two weeks it's
2: gonna be a zelda
0: steamroll for sure but then this happened
3: uh, yet another switch game but it's like an, an old new switch game which is uh, mario kart 8 but it's just so fucking beautiful on the switch boy isn't and it's it so fun and so nice and smooth and i love it so uh I, that's I've, worth mentioning it's, 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 I, I can understand why it wouldn't be on someone's game of the year or whatever but Mm. It's such a fucking solid Mario Kart game. It's perfect.
0: It's the perfect Mario Kart. Uh I I really believe that. I don't think there's been a better Mario Kart. Uh fight me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fight me. Fight it's, me too. It 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 is just that good. Like and it took him two tries, because Mario Kart eight on the Wii U is not perfect. Yeah. Uh but I think Deluxe, they've basically fixed like the only thing that was really busted with eight. And uh that's you know, you can't ask for more than that nope all right all right good list i like uh i like most of your picks um
2: jay what do you got for us all right am so i trying to go so i i i'm not sure that i'm going to do like worst to best like everyone else because that's I, fine it's like it's like apples to oranges on my list I, my, I my, my, mine, aren't in,
0: mine aren't in much of an order either so that's that's all right
2: but i guess i'll start with the um, because we mentioned it already i guess i'll start with neil mhm and i really enjoyed neil and neil neil had like i played it back in february so neil had like a full year to be knocked out off my list and um, i just don't see it just wasn't a game that could do it like like there are a lot of games that kind of pushed it down a little on my list but there there's nothing that just like said it shouldn't be on there and mm-hmm. it's what i hinted at earlier i feel like it starts very much as a souls like um, where, you know, you're going to be uh, dealing with this, like, slow little character with these strength controls, all this kind of stuff. But as you pick up more skills, and especially as you pick up more, like, Guardian Spirits, it really changes the dynamics of gameplay. Um, and, you know, you can do things like there's acceptance to repeat older levels and go back and find gear and do special objectives and all that kind of stuff. And it really starts to play a lot more like kind of a Team Ninja game than... Um, it's still got, like, that That Souls element never goes away because that's kind of, like, how it's built. And the UI looks very Dark Souls. So so that's never quite gone. Enemies are always going to be a little on the rougher end. Um, but I-, I-, I really feel like that they took a genre where everyone's trying to, like, throw in their hat and and try to, like, copy a from style and just did something completely different with it. And I really appreciated that. Uh, I-, I think back when we first talked about the game, I also mentioned how I... I feel like exchanges in that game, in terms of combat, it feels like a real samurai movie. You watch a samurai movie, two guys meet in the field, um, you know, they fight, and then the fight the fights over in like five seconds, and that's every battle in Neo. And I really appreciate, except for like the post the boss fights, and I really appreciate that. Um, there's some stuff like like towards the end of the game, if you're trying to do everything, then it gets it can get overwhelming, but. Um at so at some point if, if you're like a completionist is gonna drive you nuts. But I liked it. The the story was nonsense. The story was like absolute nonsense. Um the characters were like randomly in and out of the story. There were some fun characters, but it didn't matter because no one stuck around. But overall I think they made a pretty solid game and I would really like to see them do a second one. I think you might get your wish on that one. Hooray. Here's the hope. I, I know th- I, I know it did so well that like they were like, you know, we love the fans so much that they released a ton of special like armors and all that. And I got a couple of them. So that was nice.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, there's a complete edition on Steam now. So like they've released a ton of stuff for it. Nice.
2: So, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything to complain about. Um, Good. I found a little exploit, which I don't think happens in um in from games every day, every day. It, it happens in from games occasionally. But I found a great little exploit where on one of the final maps um you can take your guy you can take william and equip him with a certain armor and equip him with a certain summon and then once you summon that guy he's there like forever for the entire level so you can go through the entire level killing everything as fast as you can and it's just like you get a ridiculous amount of souls or whatever they called it and that's kind of a i have to admit i use that exploit just to tease a bit so i could do some of the harder optional levels um but that's all. Uh, What's next? All right, should I move on? Yeah. Uh, next is uh, Resident Evil 7. Okay.
1: Oh, I heard that was really good. I really want to play that one. It's do you the, need VR?
2: Uh, you do You do not.
0: Although, it's interesting. And I don't know if Jay would agree with this, but um, I, I, I have Resident Evil 7 on my list, too. Um, and in my opinion, it is a game that we had... Well, so I was on the outs here because I actually think that uh, Jay and maybe even Lucio had a little more faith than me, but I I believed that this was going to be a disaster. Um, I I I thought the whole thing seemed super reactionary. Like they were just basically they saw that how PT was received and were like, well, we want that money, so we let's get that money. And um, I do think to some degree, like, the game is really obviously, like, kind of scaled back and streamlined to help support VR and help allow it to function in VR. But in almost every possible way, that works to the game's benefit. And I I wrote in my write-up, I think it is the simplest that Resident Evil has ever been and still, like, easily hangs among the best.
2: So I, 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 I played... I, I don't know why I had more faith in it than you, which it's a really weird thing because I played the train, right? That was six. But I also played um, the Revelations titles and I think Resident Evil 7 had some of the Revelations teams. So so that's part of why I had a little more faith. I thought that when they showed the early trailers and all that, I thought their heart was definitely in the right place because the focus was definitely on horror. Like, there's no way that there, there weren't... Um, giant battles with like pmc's and and dinosaurs and all this other shit that resident evil 6 had um when i played it i actually played it because this is what happened horizon zero dawn was still sitting on my list and i had gotten to the point i'm like wow the japanese guys they, they really have, uh, knocked it out the park this year in terms of video games and i wanted the game to knock horizon zero dawn off my list and I got Resident Evil 7, and I said, you know, if it sucks and it's not gonna knock it off my list, I have tons of others coming out, like Wolfenstein and Call of Duty and Battlefront, uh, none of which deserve to be on anyone's game of the year list, by the way. Right. Um, and Resident Evil 7 got here and it was just it was better than I than I anticipated, honestly. They they they've just done so much to improve on Resident Evil in general, and I agree a lot of that is with how streamlined it is. Um I as I was playing it. I was, like, legit kind of gripped by it. Like, it's very hard for me to get... I grew up with horror games all my life, so it's very hard for a video game to, like, scare me or make me feel any kind of tension, and Resident Evil 7 definitely uh, had a lot of tension. But when I finished the game, and I sat back, and I was like, wow, they did something, like, kind of beautiful in terms of this game. Like, Resident Evil 7 is just a total letter, a love letter to horror movies. Like, every every different... Um, a stalker that you kind of meet through the house, each of them is like a testament to a different horror movie. So, like, the um, the younger brother, I forget what his name is um, right now, he's in the DLC as well, but he's basically Jigsaw. He's like the Saw mm-hmm. games. He's like the uh, thriller that you have to play or else someone's going to lose their head to a giant death trap. Um, your wife, Mia, she's like uh, the Omen or uh, the Exorcist. Um, you know, and, and so, like, the fact that each character was just kind of a different horror genre. Um, Marguerite was like body horror, and then Jack, he was like your traditional kind of slasher um, as a, a, a horrible bit of nut. A southern fried slasher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As like a horrible bee nut, I, I sat back after the game and I'm like, oh, this, is, "This is amazing. I, there's, there's no way I can't not love this game."
3: So, yeah,
2: yeah. I actually, I, uh, I was one back. of the people
3: who who for, I don't know why I, I don't. I can't rationalize it, but the moment I saw Resident Evil seven and saw that it was going to be like a first person, almost like an amnesia sort of game. Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, this is going to work and this is going to be amazing. And it's going to revive Resident Evil. Probably. I
0: didn't, I didn't believe it in the slightest. I Uh, I don't even know why I thought (laughs) that,
3: but I guess, because when I think of those kinds of games, I immediately think of amnesia, which even though I personally couldn't play through it, because it just creeped me out too much. I, I always said that it's a fucking great high quality game that, People should play if they're not pussies like me. And I pretty much felt the same way about what I saw in Resident Evil 7. And actually, I was thinking I might try to give it a go and, and play it myself. Oh, you, sh-
2: you should definitely give it a go. So, so speaking of amnesia, I, I made from- it through
0: it, I would add. So like you can, make, you can survive. If
2: I can do it, you can do it. You can survive. I think I think overall it's one of the easier Resident Evil, is that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of moments of tension, and there's plenty of puzzles, all that. Uh, but I just want to say, since we've mentioned um, Amnesia and PT, I think a bad habit that a lot of these games have picked up is that you can't defend yourself, or you can very minimally defend yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, and like when I played Outlast, there was like just a complete dissonance between how many hits you could take before you died, and then dying But the whole time you couldn't even throw like a punch back at your attacker. So it it becomes very much a Resident Evil game where you start to get all these neat little toys to fight back. And, you know, of course, since uh, as the game goes on, you become like a walking armory because that's every Resident Evil. Um, And and by the way, I love that. I love that. I love that as the game goes on, it just becomes like a traditional, freaking crazy, insane Resident Evil. Uh, But just the fact that I could fire a gun in someone's fucking face in one of these games um on top of hiding and all that i really appreciated that like there's just no reason why it shows that you can still have the tension of a horror game but still have like ways in which to you engage in
0: a machine gun
3: and like that's fine too <laughs> that actually <laughs> well, <laughs> even that sounds like a bit of a love letter to other movies because that's i mean that's kind of like the, the evil dead thing where especially like right. if you look at the remake and How in the remake, it like all ramps up to like at the very end, the chick's got the fucking chainsaw and it's raining blood (laughs) and it's like, oh,
0: shit. I mean, all it's it's (laughs) it's
2: by the way, by the way, since you mentioned chainsaws, I don't want to ruin it. for But there's a maze to battle where you fight a guy who has like chainsaw shares and you had to fight him. (laughs) With your own chainsaw. And yeah, you, the have a, you, have a, b- you have a chainsaw sword duel. And <laughs> it's it, a
0: chainsaw sword duel. It is, I guess
3: they had to go somewhere from Dr. Salvador from Resident Evil 4. Yeah, it, really works, it really works, though.
0: Like it's the goofiest fucking shit. And I remember as I finished it, I was like, that was so awesome. It was so awesome. Like it, it was pretty good. So,
2: all right, what's, what's next? <laughs> okay, so next up on my list. Um, let's, let's just get the one no one is going to agree with out the way. Splatoon 2. Yeah, okay. Ooh. That was easy enough. What's <laughs> what's next on your list? I don't get to see anything about Splatoon two. No,
0: no, what do you okay. want? What do you want to say? It's got. Some, no, you,
3: it's don't, next, you don't. not get next to talk one, about us? Super Mario Sunshine versus Mode. Get out of here.
2: I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on. Uh, uh, the next one on my list is Near. Oh, so Near made your list too, huh? Near made my list. I know it's definitely on Lucio's list. There's no way it isn't. It's on um, mine too. So. Oh 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 wow okay so they got a triple election so I could have picked Mario or. Or, uh, or so something.
0: wait 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 you have one more though right i have one more and I, I, it better I, be what i, I think my... it is or i'm changing my fifth uh so <laughs> well it's what what do you think it is it's persona 5
1: That's it's definitely persona
0: 5 okay all right yeah. it, i was gonna say i'll change mine to persona 5 if you're not gonna do it
2: it's without it is without that doubt persona 5 i, I, I persona 5 i just had. not you guys know I had my issues while playing it, so that's the game. I said, like, as I got more distance from it, the more I loved it, and I think Persona 5 stands up um, as one of my greatest Japanese RPGs of all time. Um, it just has everything that I think made Japanese RPGs so great to me when I was a kid, mm-hmm. in terms of having challenging dungeons and a ton of puzzles, um, and having like just a really colorful, kind of uh, very engaging world. And, you know, Persona 5, there's something, there's, the, the, this game is a testament to how, like, you do a lot with very little. Because if you look at, like, any one of the Phantom Thieves, that's like your your party, right? The Phantom Thieves. And if you look at any of the villains in the game, if these guys, It's just for one of them, they have something like 20 to 30 different animations. Every background character, No none of the background characters were unimportant. Uh, they don't have faces. They just kind of blend it to the ground. And they do it in such a way... That it feels like you're walking through a faceless um, mega city like Tokyo, uh, where the game takes place. So you know, it, but if you focus on an individual character, if you look at uh, Ryuji, if you look at and they'll have like so many individual animations that it really brings into life, and it really makes them pop, and it really makes the world feel like a lot like like it's alive, even though there are all these cut corners in terms of realizing the game, um, and sometimes they'll have animations that you'll never see again for the entire rest of the game. Haru has um, one animation at one point where she's uh, petting Morgana and that they never use that animation again. But the, that, those little details kind of really bring it to life. And, and it's just like amazing. And um, that, that, that kind of aesthetic, that paying attention to aesthetic is just in every little corner of the game. So when you open up your menus, for example, and you scroll through your different menu options. Yeah, that, um, that game's UI is crazy. It's it's crazy, and and uh, you know the main thief Joker. He'll move like uh, like you're watching a comic book in motion as just as you go through the menus. Like they do the same thing, where the um, the combat is very stylish, but it's basically they probably just basically slipped in um, some you know JPEGs into the battle. Um, but it does a lot. It does a lot to really impress you. Even though this game was designed for PlayStation Three, even though you know it's it's just like a really really great looking game, but that's not what makes it the best RPG uh, that I've played in a long time—not uh, by a long shot. I think like the characters just like stand out as one of my one of the best RPG parties that I've ever seen. Um, once you get through the game, like you feel like you you're like man, I wish I was a fucking Phantom Thief too. I wish I was running around and stealing people's hearts and. And all this stuff. Um, they they stand up really uh, next to the kind of characters that you saw in the early Mass Effect games. They stand up next to the characters that you saw in Chrono Trigger and like Final Fantasy Six VI and Seven VII and eight. To me, to me, the Phantom thieves and, and the characters in Persona Five are just gonna go down in history as one of the greatest RPG p- uh, parties ever. And I think that's a really important thing when you have an RPG, because, um, you know, you're not creating your own story. You're looking at the story of other characters. Uh, you're experiencing their lives, and you're seeing it from their perspective. Like, with, um, with a Western RPG, you're creating, your, you're, like, crafting your own tale. But for a JRPG, it's really important to have this character focus. And com- just compared to something like Tales of Biseria, where they decided they didn't need any character development, and then just stuffed it all into a bunch of side quests at the end of the game that really made me think the era of the jrpg was over uh you get to persona five and just everyone is touching everyone is realistically crafted um everyone is fun um you know in in combat they're extremely useful everyone is is, has incredibly useful skills and and they're like arguments online as to what the best party makeup is but the truth is you can really use any of them and have it be a super effective party makeup which just shows how well how good a job they did with the game that no one feels similar. Everyone's useful. Um, So I, I just like, yeah, I got, I got, I I got away from that game for a little long. Like that was actually one of the best narratives I've ever experienced in video games. I, I'll back you up
0: there for the most part. I mean, I, I'm not nearly as far uh and I, I really want to revisit it. It's so long and that's so, it incompa- is long. it's so incompatible with me nowadays. So I'm hesitant to say that I'll ever finish it, but um having played four, um and four golden too so like having played the best iteration of four um i can really safely say that persona 5 is better than it in, in pretty much every yeah. every possible way um, I, I completely agree i think the story is more interesting i think the characters are better uh i the dungeons aren't fucking random which does a lot right. for me i gotta say though i really don't like the subway um i don't like going, uh, mementos yeah i don't like i don't like going down there um, I,
2: I i didn't mind it i didn't mind it uh, especially because it's it it runs shorter than um the other random dungeons did and the other games that's true and that's true so
0: credit yeah. where credits do um and maybe i'll mess around with it but that is that it, after that got introduced that is kind of where i started to spin my wheels a little bit and slow down right um and i so i think i'm on the second person whose heart you steal the art dealer or whatever Okay, yeah, yeah. Um and I haven't I haven't actually opened his dungeon yet, but when I get back. But, on... Yeah,
2: but well it's like like you said, it's, uh, it's um it's a long game, so my 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 industry complaint was like the length. So that's why it took some time. And then I had to speed through it because I was reviewing it and you know, we got the key and everything. Um yeah. but um Yeah, that game would be but... a bitch to do in a crunch. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a bitch to do in a crunch. But I, I have to say, looking back on it, I really enjoyed my time with the Phantom Thieves. Like, the score is amazing as well. Um, it's got like an incredible soundtrack that I highly suggest everyone go listen to, even if you don't play the game. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, just really solid. Stick
0: out, for sure. All right, good yeah. call. Uh, well, we could talk about Nier a little more in my list because it's in there. In fact, I feel uh, pretty basic because I don't have any games that haven't already at least been mentioned. Uh, so this should go pretty quick. <laughs> uh, my list is resident evil uh it's fucking fantastic uh, great experience um i actually i had a, a friend over and he brought his son over uh he's 16 and uh they let him play uh the game and so i got to watch it again uh not the whole thing of course but he, he played a good like four hours of it and um nice. Man, it's a, it's just it, it, even on repeat it's still good. And watching someone else play it, it's still good. Like it it's cinematic. It's a lot of just very cinematic. It's a lot of what I love about uh video games right now. And watching this kid react to having his hand cut off by his wife just thrilled me. Like it was <laughs> it was great. So uh great great game. Good job. A+. Um I did put uh Near uh on here as well. Um I Lucio is obviously the Yokotaro uh, expert, um, but I'm I'm happy to hear that he has basically like found someone to ground him. Um, <laughs> much like Kojima is heading in the opposite direction and will have no one to ground him. Uh, oh my god! It yeah. seems it seems like Yokotaro wound up really well paired with Platinum, who are um, in my opinion on a on a pretty negative streak as of lately. Um and so to have him come in and I mean d- god if you look at like the numbers like Nier did a lot for that company and and probably saved their ass in in a lot of situations um but yep. m- much like uh, much like yakuza like Nier's a really basic uh kind of platinum style beat him up but that is doing it such a disservice it is <laughs> it is so much more uh than that and it really defies description in a lot of ways and and even when it defies description it's something where you don't want to describe it for fear of spoiling it yeah it just takes
2: you on it's like like it takes you on like an insane ride um and also prepared to cry for like a week i don't know i don't know if i ever felt that connected to it um
0: (laughs) but but that's not to say like you you do have a you, there is an odd affection that you get for the characters, which is interesting considering they spend most of the game as just kind of lifeless uh, dolls for the most part. Um, yeah, true. But yeah, I, I I I really enjoyed it, and it's got it's got some great action scenes. It's got some really fun cinematics. Um, the last like fight in the game has this great like silhouette where the two characters are facing off against each other. And, uh, like, yeah. I, like I can still picture all of it in my
2: head and it was, it was just, it was really I, good. I, I really loved the hell out of it.
0: And it made me, delete I, I, my like save. I, I
2: really, I really enjoyed the combat system as well. And that's something that's not easy to say about Yokotaro games.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's just a lot of fun to play. Um, and then you have this weird moment where, uh, the game shifts and you have to play it in a completely different way. Uh, and then you wind <laughs> up going back to like the beat-em-up style And it feels strange, and I I don't know. It it just it really keeps you on your toes. The whole thing is just really bizarre, and uh, like I said, just just a ton of fun. So um, I also love that you can uh, all of your all of your like HUD and shit like that is attached to your upgrade chip. So oh yeah, that was awesome. If you want to like get more upgrades on your character, but you don't have room, you can just turn off the HUD and shit. You can actually, you can even pull out the chip that keeps you alive and you'll just die.
2: Uh, it was like, it was, it, like that was the chip system is like incredibly meta.
0: It's, it's a neat, it's a neat idea. Um, and it works because, you know, they're all, all the characters are robots. So of course they would have a HUD. But yeah, if you're, <laughs> if, if you feel like you don't need a map, but you really want to, you know, hit harder with your sword, you can make that trade. That's fine. <laughs> You're you're allowed to do that 100%. Um but yeah, I re- really really liked it. I I highly recommend it. Um I did put
2: uncharted also, I I just had to I just had to share a couple of, of fun facts about um Sure, tell me a fun fact uh, about your your uh be and about Yokotaro. But um basically it, I don't know I don't know how much attention you paid to this jared It's going to make me sound like a huge pervert, but it's actually true. If you look at 2 like ass uh-huh. over the game, you'll realize that she has like more pixels in her ass than the entirety of the environment. Uh, like there's just more working there in order to render that. And Yoko Taro says that was like a very intentional decision. He was like he made sure that that ass was perfect, and he didn't care about anything else when developing the game. He just wanted her to have like an amazing ass. Um, he pulled that off, and then and then he uh, he told he told him like his Twitter followers or something that he really wants to be porn, but he doesn't want to go through the trouble of like clicking through it all and collecting it himself. So his fans just sent him something like three gigs of to be porn. That's, that's love right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Makes, Makes the world go round. Um, yeah, this, so uh, that's a complete aside, but this game's great if you're a pervert, so just is an FYI,
2: like uh, two, They really did a great job with that ass. They did as great a job on 2B's ass as uh, Persona 5 did on the character animation. Yeah, there was,
0: uh, there was, you can tell there was a lot of love there uh, that they, that they <laughs> crafted that. Um, so like I said, I, I did put Uncharted on my list, but we, we we beat that to death, so we won't worry about that. I was more than willing to sub that out for Persona if for some reason you didn't have it uh Show up, Um and then my last two are the same as Trevor's. They're just they're such obvious fucking choices, and we're we're running along. Mm-hmm. So you uh,
2: say the same as Trevor's, but I think I think it's the same as everyone except for Michael. I mean, god damn, and his his brother Michael. Like I
0: I, I I don't I don't think I realized. I, I mean, this this is we we can all agree this is fucking Nintendo's year, right?
2: Like this, oh, is, yeah. this is yeah this is this is I, I do um, couldn't tell I, I i think that you know as much as i love the other like i i loved i loved everything that's on my list i have to there I,
0: are... I have to ask for a second michael do you still have a sealed switch in your apartment
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. do you
0: want to borrow like zelda or
1: something would you like a reason to do you not have games or you just don't want to play
4: i don't have anything for it but yeah Oh, okay I haven't set it up yet either, so... Well, you're going to
0: love it when you get around to it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, we'll
0: see. I'm to get
3: some Zelda and Mario Karts and stuff. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I just want to say, I, re- I really believe in every game on my list, and there's even a couple of games that didn't make my list that I believe in, but I don't think anything is tighter than Mario or Zelda.
0: Oh, man. And it's so hard for me to pick between them, because I really, really adore both of them uh, yeah. a lot. And, and I, I'm... I'm really not exaggerating when I say, like, I think we would. Well, I think most people generally agree that Galaxy and Galaxy Two are pretty top tier Mario. Like, I think if we're talking reverence, it's like 64. It's the Galaxies, and um, I don't know what else. What else hangs up in that? In that. Uh,
3: Personally, I mean, even even after Odyssey, I have still put Galaxy Two as the best. So I I, I, I really? enjoy Odyssey a lot, but it's oh yeah, it's nowhere near Galaxy really? Two in my mind. Well, so I was about to commit some sacrilege because I fuck,
0: it. I think Odyssey might be my favorite uh, Mario game. Um, I'll keep... I, I I agree, Odyssey. Oh, Do we say Odyssey or Galaxy? Uh, Jason says Galaxy Two, which I won't dispute. It's an amazing game. Um, and actually, I'm kind of on the outs here because even between Galaxy and Galaxy Two, I actually I have a, a softer spot for. Uh, the original. Um, but I mean, they're all just such an epic tier. Like, it's, it's hard to make a big argument, but. Um, uh, I,
2: I, I'm just like, I'm just Galaxy. Uh, I, I can't make a fair comparison because uh, Galaxy actually gave me motion sickness. It was one of the few games in my life to do that. So I didn't get to play it. Um, but I uh, of any Mario game I've ever played. I've never been more addicted than I am to Mario Odyssey.
0: Oh man, like the purple coins, like all all this shit just works for me. Um and th- there's no reason why I need to have a sticker on my spaceship. <laughs> but I do. And I
2: did. I I just need the outfits, dude.
0: Yeah, I got to get those outfits. outfits. Uh, those outfits too, man. I
3: don't it who fucking cares if Mario's a skeleton? Well, the, the one thing about um th- this is sort of a weird thing with me and Mario games is I because I also did, I I didn't actually really like Sunshine, and I know that there's a camp of people who don't like Sunshine, and then there's a camp of people who are like, well, what the fuck, Sunshine is great. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm actually not in the didn't, okay. I, I didn't really like Sunshine just because it didn't it never really felt that much like a Mario game. Right. So right. So just to some degree, I was like, yeah, where's where's the stuff that I like want to see, and oh. there was almost none of it in in Sunshine, and it's, so some of that was like in Odyssey, but. You know, there was still some Mario stuff in Odyssey, but then there was like.
0: I get what you. I get what you mean. It's a happy. I, I, it's I, a happy I, medium. There's a lot of sunshine. I, I, and I see where they were yes. going with Odyssey.
3: Odyssey was supposed to be crazy and like, hey, here's a fucking photorealistic T Rex. I, I get it, and I actually sort of enjoy it. But I, I did. I don't know. I just felt like it was lacking Mario ness. But, but
2: becoming like the T Rex is the most awesome thing in the world. How I mean, video games that <laughs> you become a T Rex. Come on. It's...
3: I mean, I'll give Odyssey one thing, and I'll give it like this one shining trophy which is that uh i cannot fucking i don't know if this is like gay or not i cannot get enough of that fucking song that pauline sings i, I keep listening uh, to. That's, i know that's a great song. well in that
0: entire that <laughs> entire segment when you're in new donk city and she's like let's have a party for you and they fucking have a party for you and they play this song and it's all done in like that retro yeah, that
3: song uh, makes me feel fuzzy every single time oh, I,
2: I love this song that whole I, I, sequence I, I, is amazing I listen to that song after I'm done listening to the uh, soundtracks for Persona 5 and uh, Nair
3: so, yeah, so, but, so if but, somebody said I could never play Galaxy 2 again or I could never hear that song again then we would have an interesting an interesting question on so my. I,
2: I just want to say something because you said Sunshine was lacking a lot of what um, um I guess you feel like it's lacking in Odyssey 2 but I will tell you what was lacking for me in Sunshine. And in Sunshine, everything was just on one environment. Uh no matter yeah. what, you were like on this tropical island, so nothing changed. And in Mario games, you're going to like Ice World, you're going to Big World, you're going to this, you're getting that. Uh Odyssey had that. And yeah. and like like Odyssey has like all these and, and then they have like stuff like New Donk City, which are levels that haven't been in prior Mario games that are also awesome. Um so um, I I would make I would make one appeal
0: to Jason, uh, which is if you haven't, which it sounds like you didn't have uh, as much time as you might have wanted with the game, um, after you finish Odyssey, uh, you can go back to all the previous worlds you visited and you will find that uh, new areas are unlocked that you couldn't access previously. And those areas contain like some some pretty tricky and, and difficult and challenging uh, platforming that I think might be closer to what you're maybe looking for in a mario game um,
3: and maybe, so maybe but you know you know what actually it is is it's is it just that you could it's, throw al- it's the almost hat
0: more, you just don't like throwing the hat do
3: you um <laughs> it's it's not a, it's not actually about necessarily the act of throwing a hat and all that um
4: th- there's there's a if there's a pattern,
3: though, it might the pattern with me and I didn't even really think about it. It might just be I don't like companion characters following Mario. So I, I don't really <laughs> don't really care that much about Cappy. And I didn't like Flood at all in Mario Sunshine. I, guess I like but when Mario's I, I, sort of doing his own thing. And like, you know, he's supposed to, his thing is supposed to be like, you know, he's the most amazing jumper in, in you know, the Mario universe. And so like in, in Mario Sunshine, I was like, well, fuck this. He. He doesn't need flood. He's Mario. He should be able to jump wherever the are, fuck he wants.
2: Are, are you the type that like catches a Yoshi and then jumps over a pit and lets Yoshi go?
3: <laughs> no, actually, I, I I try to keep Yoshi till the end of the level. Yoshi's, Yoshi's, Yoshi's different, and one, I don't know why. He's the one Yoshi's exception because he, I don't know why.
0: Because Mario is very clearly Yoshi's master, whereas <laughs> oh, the, hat, the hat's telling you what to do. He's like, go here, go there, do this, do that, rescue <laughs> very- my girlfriend too. Yoshi's not in it for that. Yoshi's a subservient
3: creature that you ride listen yoshi just wants to hang out with me because he likes me all the other things they tell me what to do and i don't like that that's true the hat just wants something from you
2: so uh, but like see each time you guys mention something that 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 about this game it just reminds me something else that i just really enjoyed even more like jared you're mentioning how there are kind of challenge levels you can do after the game Mm -hmm. there's a ton of them you, you just reminded me of, like, all the crazy stuff you can do, like, during the game, even. Like, I, I totally didn't expect from anything that I watched that I would have to do these sections where I'm suddenly platforming as the old-school 2D Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, and so stuff like that I was super into. Stuff like stuff like being able to, like, looking at a puzzle and saying, I wonder if I can solve this in this particular way. And just doing it in a completely unorthodox way. And, and having my way with the game and being able to do it just, just made a lot of fun. Like, I remember the desert. I think there were, like, some purple coins I wasn't meant to get to until I had solved the crisis in the desert. Um, And I took over a bullet bill, and I just used him to kind of fly out to those coins. And I jumped over the crazy death pit that was there, and I got my fucking coins. And I'm like, you know, it's the kind of open-world thing that I'm saying where I like to be able to solve challenges in my own way. And Mario Odyssey allows for a lot of that. It's kind of like... um, I guess that's what, I guess for me, that's what Nintendo games needed. it. They needed something more open-world-y.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm on the edge got of it. Mario Odyssey, I think. I, I think there's still room I, if, if I keep playing it, there's potential, I don't know if it'll sway me, but I think I have enough unfinished, because I haven't really gotten like even halfway through the game. But there's potential there that it could dethrone Mario Galaxy 2, I suppose. Um, but I'd have to see a little bit more stuff that i'm sort of into That's uh fair. That's fair. I, I know that um I, there are some new things in mario odyssey that are just like not clearly not mario things but they're new but i still like them uh like in that desert world they have those little those little midgety sugar skull guys and i actually really like those i love them so much uh, yeah they, they they those are new things where it's just like they instantly fit in and i i wouldn't mind seeing them again for some reason i i, I took like i took like 20 screenshots of those little guys yeah they're colorful, they're fun. it's all good. I like sugar skulls
0: there's 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 a lot of like goofy shit like that that uh I think works really well um and so yeah i mean it, it it's it's unabashedly wacky and uh at the same time like it's a it's a great nostalgia trip when you beat the game, you get to go to the mushroom kingdom and it's super well designed and and uh i mean it's kind of just an excuse to like run the bosses in the game again um but it's still it's still just oh really my god i
2: love the bosses too we need to, we need to talk about something else because i go on about this all night <laughs> yeah i mean so obviously the last the last big game
0: is is zelda and um i'll i'll say this about it if nothing else um more than ever before this year um and, and even a little bit of last year i just find myself not having a lot of patience for games, uh, I just I I get ten hours into them and I get bored and I just I'm ready for whatever's next. I'm like, okay, let's see what the next person has for me, and it 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 takes uh, so much more now than it ever ever has to make me really like hang with something, and I cannot think of a time, a single time, that I picked up Breath of the Wild. And put it back and check the clock, and it was the time I thought it would be. Um, it never ever fucking happened. Every time I played that game, I ran longer than I expected, and it was like interfering with bedtime. I was becoming late to work because I'd, I, I, and, and because it's portable, okay. I'd, I'd fucking play it in bed. <laughs> I'd, I'd take it up to my room at night, and I'd just lay in bed and play it. And again, like I, I'd think I'd be like, well, it can't have been longer than a half hour. And I roll over to put the console away and look at my phone, and it's like been two hours. Um, I I only have have 60 hours logged in this game. That's it. I have 64 hours logged, and it was enough to finish the four dungeons and finish the game and and get a decent amount of the shrines. I have friends who play this game who very easily have exceeded 200 hours and are still like telling me about shit they're doing and are like, yeah, I'm going to go do this tonight. And I'm like, really? Like there is so much to do, there's so much to see, um, and you can get as much or as little out of it as you want. Um, if you want to just run straight to Ganon and take him out,
2: like go for it. You can do it. So, so basically, this is my this is my experience. I might have told this on the podcast before, but yeah, but this is my experience. Um, I own the game now, and it's great. But when I first played it, I was at my homeboy's house out in scotland and he really wanted me to play the game and he was like you really gotta play this and i did it um i think i did like um no i didn't even do like a dungeon or shrine what happened is he's like you can basically do anything you want and i'm like well can i go to death mountain and he's like yeah if you want to but i recommend you do this, 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 this and i saw death mountain and i started walking in that direction i found a wild horse that came my ass a wild horse and i just kept running for death mountain um if the shrine came up on my way then i would stop and do it um you know and then i would stop and do little shit like i would see some guy the vendor and i would ask my buddy uh hey it's a broomstick better than a sword and he's like no don't buy that i would buy the broomstick anyway and fight with that for a while i would get back on my horse and keep running for fucking death mountain um and my buddy was getting like so frustrated he was like you really got to do this shit i'm like my, my my mission is to get to death mountain and i got to death mountain I climbed the huge tower that's just in front of it. I got my hang glider and I glided over to Death Mountain and I burned to death and I fell into the lava. Uh, I'm sorry, my glider burned, which I yeah. wasn't expecting. My oh, yeah, yeah, off. yeah. Your, uh, your thing catches on fire. And, and I fell into Death Mountain and I died and it was the greatest thing ever. And my friend was like, how do, you know, how do you know if you want this game or not, if you didn't do anything? I'm like, what are you talking about? I started the game and I said I wanted to go to Death Mountain. And that's what I fucking did. There's nothing better than that.
0: Oh, man. The physics always have these little surprises for you, too. Like the glider catching on fire. There's so many little moments like that that I could think of where I was like, oh, shit, look at that. Like, couldn't believe. <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of, like, puzzles that I solved that I did, like, accidentally um, or did not in the way the game intended me to. But it was it was able to work anyway just because the physics engine allowed it. Um and there's a bunch of that you can go on YouTube and look up there's there's entire subsets of people who literally just come up with like creative ways to finish shrines and uh, and bypass as much shit as they can.
2: I, I, there's actually one shrine where I realized I was fucking up. And and of course, because my friend being who he is, he had to tell me I was fucking up and I found a completely unorthodox way to finish it. And it was like, yep, that works too.
0: Yeah, I've I've done shit like that. I've like wedged doors open. And all all kinds of stuff, you know, like you get a door open for like a split am- amount of time and you like grab a piece of the environment and shove it under the door so it can't close. And uh I mean, there's just there's a bunch of stuff like that. Um But I, I just I, I really can't express how long it's been since. I, and I don't know if it was the portable aspect that helped it so much or what. Um, But it's just it's been a long time since I had a game that I just got this engrossed in where it's it's like time travel. Like I just I forget. I don't even know how long I've been playing or what's going on anymore. And uh, that's a trip, man. Like, it's been a long, long time since I've
3: had that experience. And uh, it was good. I liked it. Uh, the, the So my general experience with it was when I first started playing, um, I went through, you know, a lot of the tutorial stuff. And uh, I think I think I probably got off that little plateau before I experienced any real trouble. Um, but like, I think my first combat experience off the plateau was just me getting fucked so hard that I just audibly said to myself, I was like, how the fuck can this possibly be harder than the beginning of like Dark Souls? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it definitely.
0: It, it drops you in on a really deep end for sure. No doubt. And I've, it's, it's funny cause I'm so far away from those times now I've forgotten them. But man, that game was pretty fucking rough when you get started. That's
3: true. Yeah, and, I, I uh, forgot
2: that too.
4: Actually,
3: there's also just a lot of good, a lot of good game design choices, uh, stuff that they don't tell you how to do, but that you sort of know to do because, especially with a lot of Korok puzzles, they they literally you could play. I don't see how you. Well, I don't know. It's conceivable that you could play. Through the game and not ever complete a Korok puzzle and find a Korok. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely, but I suppose you could. But I like that they never really tell you that there are Korok puzzles, really. All that they do is they play on your OCD and they're like, oh, there's one rock out of place. And then you just want to put that rock where it belongs. <laughs> it. The, the first, there we go. Now it's a circle. And oh, what the fuck? The first time I dropped an apple in the shrine where
0: it's missing one apple. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was the smartest man alive. <laughs>
3: That's that's what I like. That's what I like so much is that it does like these little things where you wish that I think I think actually the shrine in the apple was also my first Korok. And I put an apple there just thinking like, oh, there we go. I'm gonna I wish this would give me something, but I know it's not going to. Yeah, you're like, I I'm feel
0: like, less what? OCD than before. You're like, ah, last it, order is restored. And then it just so <laughs> happened that they knew you'd yeah. do that. It acknowledged
3: <laughs> that I had to
0: scratch that itch. There's a lot of those same moments in, in Odyssey where you, you can get to places by, by kind of abusing the mechanics and you're like, well, they never expected me to get up here. And then when you get up there, there's a giant-ass pile of coins because they, they, <laughs> they knew exactly what you were doing. Um,
2: yeah. I, I like it when, when games think like that, when they think in terms of what the player might do um, and, and just like play on that. And, and I think that's just what made it so strong, but both of them so strong. And uh, and a couple of games that didn't make my list, like Donkey uh, um, Donkey was another one where it's like just anticipated what the player would do, and it's good because they do it in like a fun way. It's not, it doesn't punish you for doing that kind of shit.
0: The the stuff that kills me, like I remember, uh... I remember I was just fucking around with this guy because he didn't have a weapon anymore, and I threw a Korok leaf at him, and it doesn't do any damage. Like it just, it just flies right past him and lands on the ground or whatever. But his AI says, well, I don't have a weapon. and I need a weapon. So it picks up the leaf and, <laughs> and he turns around and swipes it at me. And he blew me off a cliff and I wasn't expecting it. So I didn't even, I didn't even think to like turn on the glider or anything. So I just like plummeted to my death. um, Because I was just so surprised that it happened at all. And yeah, I just, I basically just tumbled down the side of a cliff and, and died uh um, it's nice. it's just it's moments like that that um you you don't get a lot in games anymore and it's it's really it, it it's a, it's a satisfying game to just dick around in it's a satisfying game to play just like normal um and it's so crazy to me that like all of us did a lot of the same things but still could tell of a wildly different experience and uh, almost certainly a different order i'll bet none of us did everything in the same order
1: Oh okay. yeah, with all I'll the play. different well, shrines. And well, stuff yeah, and... like,
0: like even like the divine beasts. Like I bet we, tack- yeah. I bet we tackled those in different orders. And I mean, shit, it sounded like Jay was in Death Mountain long before I even considered it. <laughs> <laughs> Death Mountain was was ominous and looming over me forever. I think I did the, uh, I think I did the Rito Village first, so I, I made my way up to that corner. Yeah, see that's
2: weird. that. And then when I got the game, I started worked my way back to Death Mountain, but this time taking care of more shit along the way, making sure I get more stuff done and going I, on detours and all that. But yeah,
3: I want I really felt like I was being funneled and I, I felt like I was being funneled to do certain dungeons first or mm-hmm. certain divine beasts first. Like yeah. I, so I felt like I was being funneled to do, cause here's what I did first. The first one I did was the, uh, the Zora one. Really? I, and I, I could have swore I was just being funneled that way, but I guess it was really just my curiosity leading me there for reasons. Well, and and so
0: there's an interesting thing that happens in this game, uh, and this is the last big thing that I'll say about it, and I've actually mentioned this before, but I used to get really frustrated uh, when you're in the rain and the cliffs get too slick to climb, Um, but what I found actually over time is that that would almost always lead to me walking around something rather than taking the direct path to whatever goal I set, And what I find almost every time is that wound up leading me to a distraction. And that's Breath of the Wild in a nutshell to me. It's setting a goal halfway across the map. And then on your way there, you're like, oh, shit, there's a tower. I better climb that. And then you're like, oh, shit, look, it's a shrine. I better do that. And then before you know it, you don't even remember why you were going to the place you were going to. Uh, And and you you, you get so lost in the woods. And the game's designed in such a way where... That's so appealing, and uh, I think that's why time slips away from me so much when I'm playing it. Is because See, that,
2: that, that's almost why. That's almost why. Like I, I had a completely different experience, Jason. Where you say you feel like you're being funneled, and I get that feeling from a lot of quote-unquote open world games where they definitely want me to do things in order. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't get that like at all from Breath of the Wild.
3: It's. I guess it's not that I. It's not like that you, I, you felt, I was like, oh, you felt this... like it made sense. It made sense why you were doing what you were doing. Yeah, it felt like I was following just the path that most people were going to follow. Right. right. That makes sense. And but then I came to realize like, oh, like nobody else is doing it in the same order. I guess I, this is just a random direction. I sort of started adventuring in. <laughs> you, so that's you lied what to happens. yourself. Yeah. And I get I get what you mean,
0: though. Be, and especially for the Zora quest, because it's kind of guided, because you run into people and then they lead you to the Zora. But I mean, actually, they all kind of have that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, I, I don't only know one how, I could, how I wound the only one up with I the could bird say people, was,
3: but I did. The only one I could say was sort of way out of the way that maybe most people might have done last is the one in the desert, just because the desert's such, it's like kind of annoying to get to. And it's.
0: Yeah. And actually, that was my yeah, last one. True. The desert was
2: my last that's one. That's true. I've, I've, I haven't even bothered with the desert yet um but uh, i
1: did it based i looked up what all the powers were that you get and then i was i did it based on which one was strongest
0: <laughs> mm, uh, and I, strong. yeah so wait, did, would. so wait did you do yep. the, did you do the bird one first
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay because i was gonna say mm-hmm. i felt i felt like after i did that that i made a really clear right choice because that jump is so helpful
2: yeah oh yeah uh, really now now i have to do it
0: yeah i would actually i'd i'd do that before you do anything else uh it's super yeah. super useful I've got I'm the actually, I've got the DLC for it installed, the new story one, and I I haven't touched it yet because I know it's just going to be a huge time sink. So, oh yeah,
2: my 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 damn amiibos are finally useful for something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. You can you can try your damnedest to get some uh, decent classic Zelda armor and and never actually get it. Yeah. <laughs> They're stingy instead you, instead as hell. Instead, you get dude. a bag of meat. They're stingy as hell. I, I've been trying to get the stupid Wind Waker outfit forever, and all I
3: can get is a barrel of fish. <laughs> I, I do like that, uh, again, with them, they sort of know what the player's going to do. I, I appreciate that it rains because it feels like a, a stupid, I'd say you're first probably 10 hours into the game you just feel like rain is nothing but a stupid punishment. And you're like, fuck this. Why is rain in this stupid I'll fucking game? It just ruins it the game. It rains. But, <laughs> but it's just that they know that they know that once you realize that you can climb so well, that you're going to climb almost in a straight path towards your mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. yeah so it, it almost has to rain just so that they can be like, okay, but you need to, you need to stop just climbing in a straight line everywhere. Yeah.
0: I kind of realized that missing stuff. Like as I was playing I, I realized like, man, this is this is annoying, but it's making me like have a better time. I'm I'm winding up running into shit on accident and things I didn't expect and I don't know. And
3: it sets up it does set up its own little interesting things. Like uh if you can find uh like if you can find a part of the mountain that sort of juts overwards uh, over where you're standing and it's blocking the rain, you can put a campfire there and wait for the next day. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. It it, it does I don't know. It it does give you something to do, and you're not always you're not necessarily trapped in the rain. There are ways to get out of it or skip time. Uh, the only the only big problem with that game, and I think it's the same problem everybody had with it, is that the copy paste dungeons were a huge letdown in terms of like oh here's the same boss you fought last time with a different element. Uh, with yeah, the divine
0: they're definitely they're they're too short. And, they look safe and and yeah they're 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 very similar um i didn't find it dissatisfying ever but i definitely was a little bummed out cuz i could have stood for something a little deeper there um i have a feeling this will be a model they perfect i think the next zelda will will probably build on this one uh and and nail maybe well i hope nail some of the um more detailed kind of puzzle elements that i normally expect from zelda dungeons Having said so, that, the uh, very first time I uh, the very first time I realized I could rotate a divine beast, I was pretty blown away. I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that <laughs> changes everything!" <laughs> and they turned out to not be very complex, but man, the first time I ran into it, I was like, "Oh no, I thought I was in for something way worse than what I got." Anyway, what do you what do you say, Jay? And then we're probably getting pretty close to time here. I was just gonna say, interesting
2: fact about this game is that uh, Shigeru Moto you wanted to make sure that Zelda's ass. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it
0: was a great ass. Um, you know, actually, just uh, I, I know I said we were done. One but... more thing.
1: I'll add one more thing afterwards.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I was
1: just gonna comment how. And then Michael needs to add one more thing.
0: Michael doesn't care and about Michael. Zelda. And then Michael. Um, <laughs> I. Michael, talk
3: about Zelda.
1: I, uh,
0: I I I'm blown away too by like some of my friends who've played and how. Much or how little of the story they've actually bothered with, um, right? Because right. I've I've had friends finish the game and not find all the cutscenes, and it blows my mind. I'm like, really? Like you, you basically. <laughs> I didn't care about that. Yeah, see, that's crazy. Like I, yeah, you're the type. I was, yep. I was but,
2: so but anal my first about time. It. I didn't bother at all either. So you know, there's that, and I think that's why my friend thought I wasn't enjoying my time. When I was actually very much enjoying my time.
3: I got most of the memories, but uh, I actually beat the game first without having them all. And then I did want to go back because I, I felt like I had been gypped somehow because I I had known that you did
0: because you didn't get that. Uh, And also because you had to see. But it was satisfying, and it was
3: it was like it was slightly more emotional, I guess, of an ending. So it was satisfying, I guess.
0: Yeah, I I see that. Um, I don't know. It's just again, it's so funny to me how there's so many different ways to play this game. Um, but what was your what was your thought going to be trevor
1: (laughs) nothing i was just joking
0: oh okay michael you had to sit that one out so i'm going to let you lead us out here on the podcast what's your final thought 2017 what do you think it's all right all right there you go it's all right hey if you enjoyed our podcast today please go check out our website enemyslime.com. we are about to have the opportunity for you to weigh in and vote on which of these games, excluding Lucio's picks that we did not read, but we actually covered a good chunk of them. Um, you can't, we can't spoil everything. Christ, you know, have a couple surprises in your life. Uh, but go to our site, go vote for your favorite, and uh, put PUBG where it belongs at the top of the list, and uh, make us all admit that it is the greatest game of 2017. Um, Composite Hideo Kojima did not get to
2: vote his way get game of the year.
0: Uh, well, once he releases his game, we'll let him vote for it. I wanted to vote for Goddess. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that sounds right. Um, Can I redo my list? Just a, a quick quick question. Is composite Hideo Kojima in space right now, or is he back on Earth as well?
2: I came back to Earth to take care of my taxes.
0: Ah, uh, okay. And now is the time. They got to get those W2s out to you like in just a couple weeks here at least.
2: I have a lot of employees I don't intend to pay.
3: Yeah, <laughs> A whole rot.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jason, for, uh, for being here to, to talk with us about this. Go subscribe to us on Facebook and Twitter. We're The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Go give us a subscription on iTunes or uh, Google Play Music. We're, we're listed on the podcast section in both of those. And uh, I think with that, we're out. Hooray.